look awesome. Oh, I look awesome? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've been welcome. working on my girlish figure, so. Um, been uh, hitting the gym? Hitting the gym. Well, those arms look nice. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you complimented me on my arms, and I uh, got a little self-conscious there for a second. Well, I don't like know they, why. They look... Uh, I mean, I noticed them. Right, but I don't know why that I immediately went to like cover myself. Like I, I was naked. I was like, oh no. But then I was like, I don't know why. He's giving don't, me a compliment. Don't look at me. He's not like, oh, look at those flabby arms. Brr. No. <laughs> no. Episode 14. Here we are. Here we are again. 14, right? I didn't speak incorrectly? No, no, no. This is 14. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I sometimes do that, you know, so. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We all do that. We all do that. Uh, Everybody makes mistakes. Quick announcement. Quick announcement. Podcast will now be uploaded on Mondays. Yes. Because I've been bad at uploading. It's on easier, Sundays. I think, on our schedule too. Like Yeah. And 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 especially after these get a little bit more involved. Involved and complex. You know, I want to at least give you a little bit of some editing time. Yeah. Well I usually have most of Monday to to edit and mm-hmm. do things. So, you know that it helps out because i used to like try and cram in like editing like saturday mornings and friday nights and stuff but sometimes i like don't want to do that right <laughs> so yeah well you got you know things yeah. in your life now yeah so now life is a change in uh podcasts now on mondays as a specific time uh don't have one but look yeah. forward to it just on look Monday. forward to it hit the bell yeah. subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications like comment and subscribe like comment and subscribe i you know i thought about that the other day i was like should we start saying that in the podcast like hey mm. if you're new like comment and subscribe or at least hit the subscribe and the bell notification and then i'm like no no i i no. treat this very much as a hobby like yeah totally um if it blows up it blows up who cares yeah like I get happy when I see views. Oh my God, my voice just cracked. (laughs) I'm going to edit that out. Views? (laughs) Um, No, I get happy when I see views, but, you know, subscriber number is cool, but, like, I I, I don't treat this as, like, a a YouTube thing where I'm, like, you know, putting all my eggs in a basket. We're trying, yeah, we're trying to get discovered, and we're trying to... Like, I I very much know how the YouTube game works. I have a video on my own personal channel that has, like, 60,000 views. Like, I know how to play those numbers and you know i know how to make thumbnails look clickbaity and what titles to use but like i want to be honest with myself and you know yeah well we also you know the product that we're going to be putting out at the end of the day like we want to be happy with it and i just would feel what's the word um fake yeah i guess a little phony yeah phony or you're trying to like maybe yeah that's the word you know, that I'm trying to, because I mean, again, it would be awesome if this got to the point where we could do this for a living. Like, yeah, of course, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Not have to have day jobs. Like, I think everyone thinks about it. that everyone, way, Yeah. I mean, this, of course, would be cool. But I also have been treating this like just a good opportunity for you and I to get together and just chit chat. Yeah. And I do know that people find our conversations interesting because we talk about all sorts of stuff. Right. Um. Yeah. Obviously, like ideal like of who wouldn't want to like do something like this or other youtube ventures like for a living like i think everyone thinks that's like cool you know right but like i said i just i treat this as a hobby because it effectively is a hobby and uh i like doing it i've been i've learned stuff like doing audio and 
editing just getting like more experience with it so it's like a nice refresher for me to like do those um programs and stuff yeah i get it totally yeah i'm glad and i know i've said this before but i would be nothing without you my friend so i would just be a guy with bad audio with bad audio (laughs) nothing to say i saw a video recently um it was of these three kids and this picture went kind of like viral because it was a meme it was these three kids it was a thumbnail of a youtube uh screenshot and it was these three kids sitting at a chair or on a sofa and the title of the video was is fortnite overrated and the, the post had like ninety thousand retweets and stuff and the comments were like oh this is like socrates and like all these historical figures like discussing like very smart things and and then i ended up watching the video and it's like very pure like it's just these three kids doing what we're doing and it was only like four minutes long but like i I, to me i hope those kids stay friends and like keep at it because like it wasn't bad like not necessarily like my interest but you know they had decent like discussion right so i always now that i now that we do this i always think about when i listen to podcasts and stuff what goes into it i'm like oh okay now when i listen to podcasts i don't think it's just two guys sitting down and having a chat right you know there's actually some thought that goes into it there's actually you know some form of structure and the best thing about this was that like they had like a a title intro card where it's like oh this is the whatever show but like instead (laughs) you could just tell it's like a, a thing of like innocence like these kids instead of like putting an audio track you know in an editing program they played the audio that they were using for their intro like on a boom box <laughs> <laughs> for like just to fill it in yeah, yeah like yeah. i was like wow they just had live music going on and, yeah in yeah, the yeah. background so i'm like that's that's funny that's funny like yeah could you imagine if we would have started this back in high school i thought about doing i wanted to do something like this a long time ago like it just it's funny to me when i think about if you if we were to have done an episode every friday since high school that would like it would it would catch on i feel but also not only that but like watching our conversations evolve oh yeah that'd be awesome like it would just be it would be funny to watch as we go from you know fresh out of high school we have relatively no direction. We're just like, you know, a bunch of hellions raising heckin' around the town. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you know, life starts happening to us. And then, you know, and and it's just, and we can, and then now listening to it, we play some of those episodes back. We're just like, what were we thinking? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what were we thinking? Yeah, that's the thing, like, with with these three kids, like, I do hope they keep at it because they will probably look back on it and be like, Wow, we were talking about, you know, Fortnite, and here we are 10 years later talking about, you know, going to college or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, interesting thing when you start, because like we, we talked a few, you know, we had a hypothetical where it's like if you could go back and change something, something, you know, if you could take the knowledge that you have now, like, would you go back? When would you go back kind of thing? And it's always interesting to me to look at kind of where we've come from 
and the things that you know in, in reality things that have happened are set in stone like we can't change anything and so from the past from from the past yes so it's it's interesting for me to look at where we've come but then also kind of knowing what we've done and said and and things like that how that's going to affect us in the future how that's going to affect us like moving forward right i just think it's a it's a fun thing to to think about sometimes what do you think about like the kids who see like youtubers that want to pursue those things because i don't know not that it's easy but like how would you feel like maybe a kid used to want to be a firefighter but then starts watching like twitch streamers play video games for a living and decide like oh i want to do that i don't know man i think youtube and becoming famous on social media and becoming you know going viral and stuff like that like people make it look easy but i don't think that it's easy i think it's the same as acting that there are thousands of actors and eight make it and i i think that youtube is kind of breaking those walls down a little bit to the point where you know there are certain videos that five years ago were un you know unheard of right but I don't know if I would recommend someone to like dedicate. Yeah. I, it's, it's hard for me. Cause I mean, I'm a very practical person. So for me looking at like, if I was to say, Oh, well I'm going to dedicate my life to podcasting and music and quit my job and all this stuff. Like it's not practical. It's not practical. It's not possible. Like, I'd lose my car. I'd lose my, you're not going to if it, like just, make money overnight yeah yeah like it's a it's a i don't think that people understand how long it actually takes and how much effort it actually you know actually goes into it so for a kid to change his entire career path to be a youtuber or to be a twitch streamer things like that i just i don't know i i I don't know this could be the boomer in me talking like i why i don't disagree with you because like as a parent what do you what do you say to your kids? Like you oh want to support gosh. them. You want to support them, but I don't know if I could just sit idly by and watch my kid potentially throw his life away or just spend so much like resources into. Yeah. I'm 24 years old. And if I were to go to my dad right now and be like, Hey, I'm quitting my job. I want to be a podcaster full time. My dad would laugh in my face. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like you have no plan. You have no, there's no backup. There's no, you know, and then you listen to these like, you know, I listen to a lot of comedians and a lot of podcasts and they talk about that you have to be all in. And if you have a backup plan, then you'll never achieve your dreams. But at the same time, they're also looking at it, I, I think, from a different perspective. I feel comedy is kind of a different game, though. Well, I agree. Yeah, I agree. You ha- I mean, with stand-up comedy, you have to do it often. You have to like you don't decide when you want to yeah, be funny. Yeah, you have to be you have to be like doing it often. But I don't I don't you know a lot of comics they had jobs when they were coming up you know and they were on the come up for eight years and they had a job throughout that entire time and they just grinded and made it work. But you know for something like this I just I think the it's really just a matter of luck. Like I think that there's a certain level of luck that goes into. I think it's luck and consistency. Like if you set yourself to be like okay i'm gonna upload two videos a week and then you know you keep at it someone will notice it right and but you know if you're just like 
oh, I'm going to do like gameplay videos, but whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. Well, like, let's say you do get a fan and they're going to be saying, oh, I liked your video. When's the next one coming out? You're like, eh. They're like, whatever. oh, it comes out when it comes out. Like, that's not how you gain an audience. Yeah. Just by like deciding to do it when you want to, which is like why I try to like at least maintain like a weekly upload schedule. But, you know again this is like a hobby for me and i'm not you know expecting this to you know take me to joe rogan levels or that kind of thing (laughs) wouldn't it be cool i had a dream actually this is funny that you mentioned joe rogan i had a dream that he somehow or some way heard the podcast (laughs) and invited us on and was like just basically was like, oh, you guys have, like, you guys have what it takes. Your conversation, your, you know, what you talk about, the way you guys have that banter, the give and take, and all that kind of stuff. Like, you have what it takes. So, you know, and I just wanted to sit down and talk with you guys and whatever. And we had like a podcast with Joe, with Joe Rogan. And then after that, obviously, we, you know, we blew up because we were on Joe Rogan's podcast. But like, it was, I woke up from the dream and I was just like, what the heck just happened? Like, yeah. what did I just dream? I don't know why i was even i mean i don't know where that thought came from i have no idea it's because you watch so much joe rogan i recently i haven't been recently i've been watching listening to just a ton of music yeah i haven't been listening to any kind of podcast over the last probably two three weeks really i've been like deep in podcasts lately oh really yeah i go through seasons man i i get it though. i go through seasons where i'm like i'm all the way in and i'm just you know nine hours a day i'm listening to a podcast while i drive but then there are these weeks. I think it really, really when the when I found out the Squid album, or found out about the Squid album, the new one that he came out with. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've been really just musicing it up. When I get super busy, like when I was in school, that like halted my my like three podcasts that I tune into because mm-hmm. it's like I don't I don't have time to devote like listening to that as well as like doing homework or yeah. yeah my my it. favorite thing is to like play a game or like you know be drawing in my room and like have a podcast in mm-hmm. the background that's always like how i like relax and yeah. uh yeah for a while i was just way too busy and i was like so behind on my podcast as of now it's gotten a little bit better where i'm like caught up on the episodes but i i'm not one like yes things happen in a chronological order for sure but I, I just, I don't have time. I'm subscribed to like 10 different podcasts. Like I don't have time to watch every episode, keep up to date with all that kind of stuff. Like if a guest comes on, like especially with Joe Rogan, like if he has a good guest on, I'm like, cool, I'll listen to it. But like the last couple guests, I've just been like, meh. I haven't really had a desire to listen to it. That makes sense though because he uploads so much. Oh like, yeah, so he does like, he does like three or four podcasts a week sometimes. Right. But then he also takes the weeks where he doesn't do anything for like a week or two weeks. That's one thing I do like about Rogan's podcast is that it's just whenever he wants to do it. He he's at a, he, I mean he's made a, a name for himself and he's big enough that he can do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. I understand. And he also does you know things outside of. But he, but his podcast is another unique thing where they're like three hours long, right? And it's just him and the person talking for like three hours, which is. Now that we do an hour and 15, I'm like, all right, cool. Double that and add 15 minutes. Like, That's uh, difficult. That's difficult. 
sometimes it's just hard to you know be there and sometimes it goes fast and sometimes it goes slow well i think it depends on what you're talking about yeah when he has like scientists on and they're talking about ancient civilizations and stuff like that yeah you need three hours to talk about that <laughs> like yeah 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 totally yeah well when he had mean, bernie sanders on i think that was only like a, an hour and a half two hour podcast i mean he probably only has a limited time to to have him on so probably um what i mean also what are you going to talk to bernie sanders for for that long i mean he's a candidate so I'm, I'm, surely there's things to talk about <laughs> yeah sure but i guess i'm just not interested i didn't watch that one i heard it was that's interesting good. you say that though that you're you know not like a chronological i am the opposite like i am a very ordered person with like shows and podcast listening like i go through each one and listen to them but i only listen to like three mainly so are you saying like if you found a new podcast you'd go and find episode one um well this is the other thing like i try to go for relatively newer podcasts that like are only maybe a year and a half old interesting that way i can get caught up but i'm not about to go and you know subscribe to joe rogan and watch the whole 1300 episodes right he's lit he's got i think he's on his like 1350 or something crazy like that like yeah which is why i only watch him when you know i see a guest that i'm interested in or, or like a clip and you know i only watch it on youtube so it's uh I'm not like on Apple Podcast subscribed. I'm I'm subscribed. Well, I guess not to Joe Rogan specifically, but you are on YouTube though. I on YouTube. I don't like. I have Apple Podcasts, and I. Oh yeah, because you don't do I don't audio. Know, I don't know why. If there's a video of a podcast, I want to watch the video. Really? Yeah. It there's some form of like. I don't know if it's maybe just like inclusion. You make? Do you think it? Like, you feel more personal with it? Yeah, yeah. that's like, I feel more included if I'm watching the conversation rather than just listening to it. It but also a lot depends of the times, on, like, the structure of the podcast. But a lot of the times, too, while I have the YouTube video up, I'm using GPS, and I'll, it's like my GPS is going. So, like, I do listen to the audio version of the podcast, but I get, I li- you know, I listen and watch all the podcasts on YouTube. I don't even go to Apple Podcasts, really. Unless there's a podcast that's only on Apple Podcasts, but most of the ones that I watch are all on YouTube. The three like main podcasts that I watch, one is audio only, so I listen to it audio, mm. and one does audio and video, and depending on who their guest is, I'll watch the, the video, but I mainly do um, audio. Well, for your, your case, it does make sense because you don't pay for YouTube Red, so you can't have the video playing in the background. Yeah, but I also have, like, I I work, you know, and do stuff on a computer a lot, so, like, I, I could have it, like, in a tab. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, I listen to a majority, actually, 100% of the podcasts that I listen to, I'm on my phone, because it's with, while I'm driving a lot of the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I drive a lot, so, you know, how do I want to kill three hours of my day? Well, put a Joe Rogan podcast on. It's better than putting Netflix on while I drive. I don't know how... uh how safe that would be no i don't think so you'd be i've done it in traffic before allegedly but (laughs) (laughs) really yeah well i'm sitting in traffic and dead stop not going anywhere have it just up on my dock is that one of those situations where you put on kind of like a background the kind of show like the office yeah that makes sense yeah yeah like that 70 show the office i don't watch 
You're not, watch, you're not watching anime. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I'm not watching anime because I can't read the subtitles from my phone, and I'm not watching Stranger Things or anything that's gonna, you know, get at me attentive. Right. I'm very like, I have Netflix on my phone, and I'll watch Netflix on my phone if I'm doing something where I'm just like sitting. Like if I was gonna go to the DMV and wait three hours, I'm probably gonna watch Netflix or read comic books, but I won't watch like a show that I'm interested in. Yeah. Because I want to be able to watch it on my TV with my soundboard or soundbar and my sub, you know, big screen. I want darkness. You know, I, I want to watch something right if it's a, a good show like Ozark. Or... Have you seen Ozark? No. That's a pretty good show. Jason Bateman is phenomenal in that show. I do like Jason Bateman. He's it's he's very like a serious. It's like a serious, show. serious role for him. Huh? And he does a very good job. He's a money launderer for the cartel. And, whew, boy, that show is so intense. Have you seen him in the Mumford & Sons uh, music video? No. Which video? Um, It's him and, like, two of the other guys from The Office. And they're dressed like the dudes from Mumford & Sons. Oh, really? And uh, the song is called Hopeless Wanderer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's a good uh I, good song number one number two i'm gonna have to check that video out yeah. i want to see that that's all it's real funny i i lo- honestly that that could be one of my like one of the things that i really enjoy with music and bands when they take liberties like that and they do f- they do funny things like that where they have you know four actors playing the mumford and sons and like in they, a music video yeah like a spoof yeah and like a spoof and, and that to me is hilarious yeah. i love stuff like that you don't see that a whole lot either. Yeah, especially because most of the part, it's either serious or... Right. You know. I mean, and not that Hopeless Wanderer is a funny, you know, jokey song. Yeah. It's a serious song. But they, they took... They took some liberties they had with fun. it, though. Yeah, they had fun. I think that's so cool. Yeah. That 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 kind of stuff... I mean, with music and... and this is... I'm going to get real weird here for a second. I connect with bands when they do stuff like that. Where, like, they have a sense of humor. Like, if you go... Because I've met bands. I've met rap artists. I've met... You know, I if I I have the means, I always pay for meet and greets. So, like, that's how I met Mac Miller. That's how I met Schoolboy Q. Um, And and it, it... I always look at music differently if I have a a sour interaction with somebody. That makes sense. So, like, I met August Burns Red all the guys in August Friends Red are super cool. And it just solidified my liking, like my love for that band. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like they're cool in real life. They make great music and they're awesome musicians, like done. And it, and it helps me, I guess, appreciate the music a little bit. It, it's kind of full circle. Cause when we first started, like starting the podcast, we talked about concerts we wanted to go to and that i had never been to a concert i have now been to three concerts oh <laughs> and we just in a matter of like a couple weeks yeah. like, like it was like one after the other <laughs> and uh we finally saw mumford and son oh yeah i forgot we talked about that on air i was like you know i'll go with you if you buy tickets and you were like bet yeah. <laughs> and then bought them you know yeah, and... finally happened what'd you think i loved it yeah that was a really great experience for me because it's, it's it was cool for your personal experience, you went from like August Burns Red, which is a metal concert in a very small venue. That was intense. Went, and that was intense, right? And then you went and saw Kuko. 
at a same Hawthorne. venue. Yeah, I mean, same size venue, I guess, like relatively. That was Hawthorne was, is smaller than the Rose. Yeah, way, yeah, way yeah. smaller. But it's it's the same kind of intimate feeling that you get with like a small band, small stage. And then we went to the Moda Center and we saw Mumford and Sons, and yeah. it was like this is completely different than next level. Yeah, like this is you know seeing concerts. I'm all for seeing concerts at the Moda Center, but there's just something about those small venues that I just they definitely feel more personal they feel more personal i don't know man i i would like to because i've seen i saw kings of leon in the motor center um and it was somewhat similar to mumford and sons i sat a little bit closer i was on the ground level but they had chairs so it was like where that where that big crowd of people general admission was standing yeah it was similar to that only all of those were seats and so we got to sit and i was like directly on the aisle probably fifth or sixth row back from the stage and that was a cool experience but if i'm gonna go to a show like that in a place like the motor center i almost want to sit a little bit farther away from the stage so that i can see everything yeah i thought we had good seats i yeah yeah we had good seats for sure we were kind of trapped but you know who cares yeah uh what do you think about like concert etiquette where something i notice is that like off to the distance of us you know people kind of in the same general seating as us like same level but they were like standing up the entire time and it's like we're in seats and like the people behind you probably can't see it kind of bothers me a little bit it rubbed me if you want to stand go stand in the general admission yeah that's what it's there for well because like the levels that we were at like those weren't cheap tickets no so like if someone was standing in front of me the whole time i would be pissed i'd be pissed hey can you sit down i can't see and you know i i hope that they like turn behind and like ask like hey we're gonna be standing is that cool because yeah i would be but again though why buy and pay for seats if you're just gonna stand the whole time right i didn't see people sit the whole time like the ones that were like off to the right a little bit they stood the entire time yeah there were some people that like stood up for specific songs which i guess i can understand if it's a little bit more involved and right kind of want to dance i saw a couple dancing in the seats i'm like yeah it's fine yeah um they weren't doing it the whole time right but these well and you're also not gonna you know hate on love like yeah eh, don't be a stickler yeah like they <laughs> let them be they probably met over mumford and sons and it's a moment for them you know they're like yeah. oh my gosh we got married to this song <laughs> whereas these like two people were the whole time standing up and they weren't doing anything they were just standing there yeah i mean they were clapping but you know who doesn't clap they weren't clapping on beat though no i don't think anyone in that <laughs> was doing it on beat maybe the guy next to us but i don't know <laughs> i i pointed this out to you and this is something that i've seen over you know dozens of concerts that i've been to they start to clap and it's like this moment where the music drops out and everyone's <laughs> clapping and i'm like watch they're gonna get off beat they're gonna get off they're gonna either clap too fast <laughs> or too slow just watch and sure enough i'm the only one that i could see that was keeping the beat and everybody else was you know too fast doesn't sound sync anymore i've i've actually uh, so worship music they record like live albums Mm -hmm. so they will you know have the music and they'll play music live and then they record their album and release the live album that way um and my worship pastor his name's aaron he told me about this time where they were doing a live album recording and the clapping like that broke out and they were so off that they had to stop the recording oh, no. and redo the song. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine you're at a live recording situation 
Especially if, like, the first half was good. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I don't think they had to start the whole thing over again. I think they just redid that one song. Oh. Like, I don't think they have to run it back. Because they save No, each... no, that's what I mean is, like, you know, let's say you're a three-minute song and, like, a minute, you know. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. A minute yeah, 50 yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And... Okay, I thought you meant, like, the concert. <laughs> crowd the first half of the concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would, I mean, dude, I couldn't even imagine. I've been to shows before where the drummer has to, like, do some form of something where he's like this is the timing everybody you guys are all off and they don't listen you know? i mean you saw when they got into like the smaller part of the the stage and they recorded off one mic oh yeah, for yeah, Mumford yeah, yeah. and you know they had to get the audience mumford to be quiet. was like listen bro <laughs> we get one shot at this you had one job i think that that um concert might be recorded they had a pretty high-tech setup oh really like the you know where they do all the yeah sound testing all that stuff like the people behind the computer is a pretty elaborate setup and like they had multiple camera angles like i'm wouldn't be surprised if that's like footage for what could be like their delta tour you know it'll probably come out after the tour but a, a lot of that too is just so that they can project on the screens yeah i know Th- there was just so much though yeah and well, it was good footage yeah i mean you know mumford and sons has been around for a hot minute you would so you, hope that they've yeah so you asked me how i felt i loved it i'm a big fan how did you feel about it i'm a concert guy so regardless regardless i was gonna have a good time but that kind of music i think is a very um interesting music to play live and i was very interested to see what they did because i know that the last couple albums from mumford and sons have been full band it's not the folky sound that Cy No More had. Mm. And I was in, I was very interested to see how they were going to do it. And I'm glad that they did a mix of both. They did the more acoustic set where they had just the, the, the single bass drum that Mumford plays while he plays the guitar. But then they also included the band. And I was, I, I, so I was digging that. I was like, okay, this is a very nice, it's a cool touch. Well, because like leading into it when we were in our seats waiting, you're like, I hope they put on a good show. Like, I hope it's worth it because, you know, that. Yeah. I Well, I mean, I've been to concerts before where the band sucks and you're like, great. Wasted all my time and my money. Like, yeah. super cool. So you were satisfied? I was satisfied. I do wish that they had a better opener. Wait, which one? Because I mean, Portugal was... the Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not counting the first thing as an opener. <laughs> Stupid thing that happened. I don't know if I want to. No, 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 that's give fine. my opinion on <laughs> that's fine it was very random yeah and it felt i i get it just because you know we're in the northwest but whatever <laughs> that's all i'll say I, I that reasoning right there just drives me crazy like oh because we're in the northwest or because we're in a certain era or because it's 2019 yeah like i don't know man i don't it didn't fit i mean maybe if it like sounded good <laughs> well yeah that's but it didn't fit it was like very opposite this random uh, thing that happened and then two alternative bands came out and you're like what did i just witness <laughs> i wonder if it if portugal the man brought them i think i think tour. it was with them yeah because like when they were performing they like kind of introduced them yeah so i think that was part you know with them right um so between the two concerts you saw this summer august oh, and mumford so out of august and mumford yeah i can't i can't compare the two it's too different so it would a better comparison would be me going and seeing hillsong live because i saw hillsong live with gabby i guess i'm not saying like what's the better concert but w- 
at which one did you like enjoy yourself more avr yeah yeah i had fun I, there i like the smaller venues mm. you're talking avr right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i like the smaller venues you get to see more bands play which is cool um and i just there's a, there's like i said like you had said that the intimacy of the small venue you really feel connected and you feel you, you know like if there was uh, you know there were several moments where the music cuts out and it's just the crowd singing mm-hmm. and in the motor center you don't really feel that yeah but then like everyone's watching yeah, the spectacle versus... but then in in like those small venues you know the the crowd singing is sometimes even louder than the music is and you're like that's when you get those chills that that feeling of like wow this is cool you know we're all synced into this well i mean you saw it when they were doing like the the music that they were playing before any band goes on and system of a down came up yeah yeah the whole crowd was like digging it yeah i love that and there's not even live music they're just playing something (laughs) from the speakers like you know but those are those are the moments where you're like okay i'm in a room full of like-minded people I just with the big Moto Center concerts, like they're great. Don't get me wrong, yeah. they're great, but great for the big artists. Great for the big artists, but I don't know. I don't know if I would. You just don't get the same feeling. I I, I definitely feel that. Yeah, because I don't know, like being new to like August Burns Red, but like you know, hearing Silver Scene do that, they put on a great performance. All of the bands did. I, I mean, that. I felt that even um, Silent Planet, the opener, they did a great show. And I was like, who is this band? Like, they're just a small-time band from California. And I looked up their music. They have, like, five albums. Like, yeah. full-on albums. I'm like, how have I never heard of these guys before? And they rocked the house. Yeah. I thought that they did better. Like, if we're talking sound quality, I feel like they were the best out of that concert. The out, first of band. All th- out of all three. Wow. Because when I look at, so, you know, being a musician, I look at overall house mix. I look at, you know, and the drums, for ABR, you can't have the drums be muffled. You need to be able to hear each, like, each instrument, and you need to be able to hear it. Because, like, Matt Griner, the drummer for August Prince Red, he is such a technical and complex drummer and most of the music is played around his drumming. So, you know, yes, the guitars, they record and stuff like that, but they've been playing so long now that they know what he's capable of. And there are certain parts and certain songs that are specific to the drums. Mm-hmm. And the drums all sounded muffled. And so it was just like you could just hear the bass. You didn't hear, you know, you heard bass and cymbals. You didn't really hear the toms. You didn't really hear the, the snare drum. You didn't really hear each individual drum as its own as it should have been mixed but then when you had silent planet on and he would do even like ghost notes where he's hitting the snare drum really light or the kick drum the kick drum was really really like it was really beefy in there but then when you would hit the toms you could hear each tom sound and you could and you know they i I think that they just were mixed better than everybody else Hmm. So, I mean, you know, I'm not a musician, so I didn't notice that. Right. But, I mean, I enjoyed the... Yeah. I enjoyed it. it. Like, for our first concert experience, I'm glad I went to that. Yeah, that was a cool... Yeah, I'm glad that I got to, to partake in that with you. That was cool. Yeah. And then seeing Kuko in, like, at a small venue, that was just so unique because, I mean, number one, he's a smaller artist. And so, like, you get kind of that, like, hipster feeling. Well, it's a different vibe, too. I mean, yeah. it's a different kind of music. Yeah. And that's a huge... 
I've been to several rap shows and they're it's a it's an entirely different ball game. Yeah. I've seen Mac Miller three times and each even each one of his shows was different. And you know, it's a the rap going from like rap to like alternative music and then, you know, cuz then I saw Local Natives live when they played with Kings of Leon and mm-hmm. you know, that was how I discovered Local Natives and because I saw them and them playing live the way that they did, I was like I like this band looked up all their music and have been a fan ever since i mean we're talking like, since 2013 2014 right so it's stuff like that i mean that's one of the main reasons why i like concerts and going to concerts where i'm only really a fan of like one person there like august runs red like i didn't know who silent planet was and i didn't like silverstein i've not really ever been a fan of silverstein dude i love their say what old, you will their right. old set right to the point, like, oh, now they're on my phone. I right. listen to them. Right. And that was the thing. You had never heard of Silverstein going into it, and you saw them live, and you were like, dude, this band is awesome. I'm liking, I, you know, I'm going to start listening to them now. I was you just so, known. so impressed by the singer who can just go from like regular singing to more metal y. Oh, yeah. Stuff, yeah. 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 That's know? a, that's a, that takes, I mean, that's a lot of training. That takes... And they know, also you sound, you know, like they do live, like they do yeah. studio recorded, which yeah. I'm always... Which is very important. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, there's a couple... That's what I really like about music. And if, you know, when I say, oh, they better be good... Like, it better be a good performance, yeah. right? Part of what I'm talking about is how close do they sound to the record? Because if you can, you know, I've, I've been to... Oh, my gosh. What was it? Um... Oh, it was a big, he was a big, I think it was like, I think it might've been Schoolboy Q. Really? Very, very bad live. Very bad. (laughs) You know, he's got a very distinct sound on the, on the recording and stuff like that. Mm. And then when it came to the actual like live performance, it just sounded like he was shouting everything and there was no like rapping to it. I guess there was no art form. Kind of like finesse. Travis Scott kind of deal right like he uses a lot of he has a very distinct sound to him recorded uses a lot of auto-tune a lot of auto-tune a lot of and then so when you hear him live at least in like the recordings that i've seen you're like whoa it's not bad but just like a lot of like yelling in the moment kind of deal yeah and his music's like hype music so i you know he gets a pass yeah well i don't think you get a pass because not not for me but like his crowd will eat it up yeah so see i think that if you're making hype music you automatically don't get a pass not a fan i'm one of those guys that's like don't make music just to make hype music like if you're gonna make music make music well i I should say he doesn't exclusively make hype music but he has like a lot of hype tracks all of his hits are are hype music all of his songs that people know are hype music and most of the music that's coming out nowadays is hype music yeah, I I've kind of, I haven't really listened to too much rap lately. I haven't either. Been been on a huge like alternative kick since the concert. Mm. I was listening to like Circus Survive. Have I shown you Circus Survive? No, I've heard of them, but I I I really think you would like them. Okay, I really think you would <laughs> like them. Um, Panic at the Disco feel, Ooh. but like a little bit more. Um, I guess Panic at the Disco vocals with like Silverstein music. So it's a it's a very interesting. I mean, I like both of them. Kind so. of uh, juxtaposition there. Right. The the singer, his name, I I can't. I, it's I'm drawing a blank on it right now. But um, number one, beautiful man, just 
very very attractive guy like i'm like all right cool you know i'm not gay but hey you know i can recognize attractiveness um and his vocals i mean dude like sound live sounds exactly like he does on the record he has this ability to hit these super high notes and then go to like a high note to a scream and then just a regular sing and it's just oh it's just beautiful and the drummer is a you know phenomenal as well i've been on i've been listening to them a lot for next concert i think i want to because i've they've all, all the concerts i've been to this summer have all been different genres so like i would kind of i guess like to keep the the momentum going and try out like a new genre of music like like sing squid or something like that but he's pretty small time so i don't know did i tell you my idea about what about squid you had an idea i had an idea i was like i want to film drum covers of his entire album um. and then i want to send them to him and be like hey <laughs> you're up and coming let me come on tour with you <laughs> i'll be your drummer it's so interesting because like he doesn't have like an up and coming sound. No, he sounds no. He sounds like he's been in the game for a long time. Right. Well, when you told me when you showed me that original album, I think it was I think it's Squid, the yeah. self titled album. Mm. Got the squid on it. I was like, okay, I can I can you know I can mess around with this. This is good. Um, and then when Bloom came out, when I heard that, I was like, dude, this is Odessa level music. Like this is Odessa Kygo that you know the the large up you know the large names like this is the he's on their level if not better you know i've shown countless people bloom and they all immediately like it yeah. like i show them risk the, you know it's a good song. the greatest song on that album well one of them um there's a lot of a, a lot, lot of, of his tracks i would say really like good. almost all that album is like a solid listen through oh yeah to... for sure the only one i don't like is the second part of want you yeah just part one is no beat better there's just no beat <laughs> i like the the tracks he plays around with the guitar a bit mm. those are well interesting and then i started to get real real deep down the rabbit hole and you listen to like um you wouldn't um, that song is in six six or six eight and then cold is in seven four and so when you start to list, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are the first songs that are like electronic music that I've listened to actual time signatures of and counted the time signatures for them. And it just makes me appreciate the, just the musicality of it a little bit more. Cause like, I mean, yes, it's all programmed, you know, you're putting certain hits in certain places, but if you don't have an idea of music theory, all of your music's in four, four, which is the basic time signature that almost all music is created in. Mm. And so you have these moments where it's like this interesting sound that you can't quite place. You're like, why is this so unique? And so, you know, that's, that's what makes me at least think he's a, at least, you know, has some background in drums. Yeah. <laughs> but I would be, I would be very, very interested in going to his show. If he, does. if he ever decides to tour. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, that's where musicians make their money. So yeah. if he's really trying to do this thing the right way. Yeah, I just don't know how long he's, like, been at it. But, you know, i seen, like, his numbers on, like, social media and, like, SoundCloud plays. And I would think that they would be higher. Not that that means anything, but you would just hope he's getting some kind of, like, recognition for that stuff. So, Oh, he doesn't have, like, a bio. I mean, he's got music on Apple Music going back to 2016. I guess I would just like to know more about him. Yeah. 
I gotta I gotta follow him on something. I know he's on Twitter. Founded in 2016, Squid released two albums, a throwback to his house origins with a few future bass cuts and only her. Interesting. So 2016. Yeah, he's relatively new. 24 years old. Wow. Young dude. Young dude. His Facebook only has 86 likes. That's what I'm Get saying. Get out of here, dude. But I mean, who uses Facebook? You know? Well, true, but slept on, man. 5,000 followers, that's it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My album Bloom is out now. Seven likes. That, that Boy. breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. <laughs> it's like, why? These are the kind of things where it's like, you have to... It, word of mouth is really what's going to get him around, I think. Yeah. But, um, dang, man. It's kind of sad a little bit. Yeah. To Such a good artist to be slept on. Well, I mean, like, whereas, like, you know, an artist like Drake can do a surprise stealth album post on, on Twitter and it gets, like, 100,000 likes in 24 hours. What do you think of his new album? Do you give it a listen? The Care Package? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, if it's the one that just came out, it's not a new album. It's just a a compilation of a lot of like single tracks that have been like stranded on like previous works and mixtapes. Oh, really? And so he just I didn't know that compiled a lot of that stuff. And so in that, a lot of that's like old Drake, and uh, I'm big into that. That makes sense. That that might be why I like it. (laughs) (laughs) That might be why I actually I gave it one listen through, and I there was some you know. It had me bobbing my head, which is... I mean, Paris Morton music's on there, and that's a that's a classic. Oh, the Jodeci Freestyle with him and J. Cole. Yeah. He's got those, like, AM tracks, like AM in Toronto or whatever. Five, yeah, 4 p.m. in Calabasas, 5 a.m. in Toronto. Yeah, those are all classic Drake tracks. Yeah, well, and the, the... I mean, I guess even... And this is going to be something that I'm going to get backlash for, but... Don't say it. I don't like the take care um, oh you're drunk no the what is the song oh my gosh uh marvin's room the singing kind of like r&b style oh my gosh not a fan not a fan of you right now yeah that's fine (laughs) i'm i i like rap like if you're gonna rap rap i mean as an artist mix it up do your thing i like drake specifically because he you know goes back and forth yeah totally. and i rap. mean you know mac miller he has albums where he sings and he does a little bit slower tracks and stuff like that like i don't have a problem with them man but to not say or to say you don't like marvin's room which is like the original sad boy track well i think that's probably why man i think that's probably why i, I think everyone like listened to that in high school who was like upset about an ex oh for sure like, I'm pretty sure I did at one point. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure I did. But I just, you know, now, I, I don't know. It could be, because I've changed, like, my music tastes have changed so much. When I was in middle school, I didn't listen to any rap at all. I was solely alternative rock and, like, metal. And then before that, I was only oldies music. So it was, like, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Wow, and so I've gone through these periods of my life where I, my entire music library has changed. But you want to know the one constant? Tell me. I've always hated country music. Oh. <laughs> always. I don't have a distaste for it. I just don't listen to it. Oh, dude! Like if someone was playing that, like at a barbecue, it's like oh, 
I might. Think I'm not about to it. go up to somebody at their barbecue and be like, "Hey, Turn you need that to change off. the music." But could you play some slaps? I um <laughs> I I think I did this just to kind of be funny. But when I was in high school and we were rolling around with the people that you know my friends that could drive they'd put on country music i'd stick my head out the window and start screaming <laughs> like <laughs> I, you know i just being dramatic just being a dramatic teenager but i've never liked country music there are maybe five songs that i can think of off you know that i can't even think of off the top of my head but if i heard them i'm like okay that's it it's yeah. okay i i can't really like name you country tracks or many artists but you know i i don't hate it it's not for me but you know i've listened to it i don't listen to it on my own like my own choice but it's just one of those genres i definitely feel that's a genre that gets like dunked on the most well i feel like it's one of those things where you either hate it or you love it right like there's no one that's like oh yeah country's kind of in the middle i guess i just feel that if you were to go on the street and interview or just questionnaire like a hundred people i think country would probably be the most obvious answer for someone saying like oh it's my least favorite music oh i disagree really yeah i think that if you asked people in the den of summertime a lot of people would say that they like at least that they have country tracks on their music i i suppose i should correct myself and say people like in our age group because that's what i'm thinking of see but i this I'm, is just from people that i know i was so. gonna say i'm also thinking kids in my age group i genuinely dude i'm, yeah, I'm thinking you, like boomers love the country music no i'm <laughs> i'm thinking it's like the white girl summer kind of thing like mm. it's that it's that mentality that it's summertime and it's sunny out so i'm gonna put my top down and listen to some country music like Daisy, it's Daisy like dukes and all right but it's like i it, there's this weird mentality where and i'm guilty of it too i want to barbecue and i want a campfire more in the summertime than i do when it's cold out right but there's a certain i don't know maybe a stigma or i guess stigma is not really the right word there's a you know it's like the it's like the christmas decorations for summertime Mm -hmm. like what do you need to do to get ready for christmas well what do you need to do to get ready for summer well i need to go to the river I need to get a cooler, get drunk on the river with my friends in the in the heat, and then we're gonna listen to country music and we're gonna do things that probably shouldn't be done. And <laughs> what's your reasoning for that? Oh, it's summer. What? <laughs> Just a, a change in the weather? You're all of a sudden gonna change your whole lifestyle? Like, you know, it's the season for it, I guess. Well, when you you and Germ were telling me about that, the oh hot girl hot summer. girl summer and the what city was boys it? city boys. I'm just like, what are we doing, dude? That's been such a thing that it just now has like naming conventions for it. Because you know, everyone says like, oh, it's winter, it's cuffing season, and oh yeah, yeah. So there's always the mood shifts. I hate that though. I've always and forever hated that. Even when we were in high school and people were like, oh, I gotta find a girlfriend or I gotta find a boyfriend. It's winter. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's winter time. You need to find yourself a mate. Like, I don't understand. I would say that's probably just because that's the season people want to be be with somebody yeah yeah because it's convenient well it's convenient <laughs> that's very correct there's oh, the, i can go to the zoo lights yeah and... the zoo lights the tree lighting the the typical instagram moments that you see mm. i used to oh my gosh were you one of those no no not for convenience but like hey let's take a pic of the zoo lights <laughs> if i'm there yeah i've been to zoo lights three or four times take pictures sure 
but I'm not like, let's go to Zoo Lights so I can take so that picture. I can take a picture. Dude, I used to. Oh my gosh, I used to bother so many people. Like, I'm not gonna be an Instagram boyfriend. Like, um. I'm not gonna be an Instagram friend or an Instagram boyfriend. Like, I'm just not. What do you mean by that? Like, I'm not <laughs> going to specifically do things for so the gram. yeah for the gram. I'm not going to um, act different. I'm not gonna post a boomerang on my story of everyone taking shots. I'm not gonna do the the video where everyone has their drink and everyone's videoing each other do their <laughs> shot. Like I'm I'm just not that kind of guy. I have told gabby handfuls of times we need to be better at taking pictures because if you look at my instagram if you look at your instagram it's almost like we're not even dating right again i don't need validation from instagram so that people know that we're dating i don't care i know that i'm with her she knows that she's with me that's all i care about but and after i've said that we still (laughs) were horrible at taking pictures absolutely horrible it's just not a priority for you it's just not a priority but i also read that and this is something that i've actually seen be factual in my own life um the couples that spend a majority of their or that that are like overzealous about what they post on instagram are usually the ones that are having the most issues and they're the most unhappy i think the same could be said for like people that are posting you know the lavish vacation posts all the time or just oh i think it could be said for anybody that posts on instagram a lot that like in general oh look at this life i live and then they're like sad yeah well or or the girls that are posting a different selfie every day oh yeah. right like those are the girls that are probably the least confident in themselves they need those numbers they need those numbers to feel validated which you know again to each their own but it's just not my thing it's just not yeah i don't get i've been in those rooms where they're like all the cups you know what i mean like it's dude it's the worst i'm like can we just like drink i told you i think i talked about it on the podcast i followed like four or five people on instagram that were all in the same friend group and i watched the same interaction from five different people's perspectives i was legitimately upset when i finished watching that i was like are you kidding me you feel like you're there like all five of you took a video and so i got to see all five of you from different perspectives and they were in a circle and they all had their phones up and their and everybody's phone was in the same video and everybody i I mean it was like it would be like you and i sitting here i'm gonna take a video of you you're gonna take a video of me we're both gonna post it and my girlfriend that follows both of us is gonna see both yeah that's annoying that's that's annoying to me (laughs) but again i'm also kind of old <laughs> i mean i i get it i they resonate with you um you know what kind of pictures i take at parties are like the group pictures like you know all this like hey let's take a picture together like as a friend like like those are the the party pictures i have on my phone like i i have them where i've like been in a kitchen or like in the backyard of somewhere and it's mm-hmm. like oh like you know just well, a we, one-time picture for yeah, the Yeah, we went to the beach, and we got a group picture. I set my tripod up, and we got a group picture. And Yeah, those are the pictures I like. I don't have a problem with it, but also growing up with my mother, who is like, like, okay, so for instance, we went, me and my brother and my sister went out to dinner. So my parents on this last Thursday, they went to the Seahawks and Bronco game up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. 
And so um, they were gone. And my are they sister. Nation? Yeah, we all are. My whole family's Bronco fan. Yeah. So um, we all were born in Denver, lived in Denver, and, you know, yeah. grew up there. Um, my sister texted my brother and was like, hey, like, what are you doing tonight? If you don't have plans for dinner, like, let's go get some dinner. I invite Austin. You know, the three of us will go out and grab some food. Um, and so we, I had planned because I knew that it would make my mom just die with happiness. I had planned to get there, take a picture and upload it to Instagram and just tag my mom, not tell her that we were going out to dinner or anything like that. That way she could see the picture on Instagram and be like, Oh my gosh, my kids, you know, whatever. But my mom happened to call me when I was on my way to dinner and was like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, what are you up to? And I was like, Oh, I'm on my way to dinner. And I was trying to be super vague. I was like, you know, Oh, I'm on my way to dinner. And she goes, oh, where are you going? Red Robin. Who are you going with? Who are you going with? And I was like, Courtney and Aaron. And she goes, oh, and like freaks out. And she goes, okay, I don't care who, I don't care that this is going to bother you, but you have to take a picture. Because my mom, no matter what we do. She loves those pics. Everything. I mean, we're talking everything. Every holiday, every... I mean, let's just say my sister and brother, my brother's in the Philippines right now, but let's say my sister and my brother were to come to church on Sunday. Just the sheer fact that all five of us were at the house, at the church, she'd be like, let's take a picture. Because, you know, my sister doesn't go to church, and so it would be it would be one of those things where, right. you know, it's like a monumental moment. Yeah, but I get it. any holiday, any, you know, I mean, I'm talking, like, I, to the point now where I know that I have to get dressed up for, like, the first part of Thanksgiving, and then I can put comfy clothes on after we eat. Because I know... Food clothes? Food clothes. I know my mom's <laughs> going to want to take a picture, and she's going to be pissed if I'm in sweats and a t-shirt. Like, Go change. Go change. Um, But, you know, and so I guess growing up with that, I think that's partially why I don't really like it. But I also... To me, I have this very cynical view of, like, why can't we just be in the moment? Yeah, I get it. You know, and I, I start to look at how much time... I mean... Dude, I think the worst thing iPhone has ever done for me is send me weekly screen updates, screen time updates. And I start to look at that and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like eight hours of my week or 16 hours of my week was spent on my phone. That's horrible. Granted, I work from my phone and I do a lot for my phone, but still, I just I started to break it down via app. And I was like, oh, I'm spending the exact four numbers. hours on yeah, four hours on Instagram. Cut that out, you know? I actually haven't been on Instagram a whole lot lately. I I used to be big on Instagram until you know my story. I got a new phone, and then now because I haven't like deleted and redownloaded the app, it doesn't send me uh, push, push notifications. notifications. Yeah. So it's such a weird thing. And I I told you I updated iOS 13. I'm a part of the beta program. Mm-hmm. It's been buggy, as you know, to be expected. It's I mean, a beta. Betas, yeah. yeah, it's a beta. You know, it's to be expected. But um. I'll get weird, like the other day, Gabby was texting me and my sound wasn't going off. It wasn't like lighting up my phone. It wasn't, my sound was completely on. I restarted my phone and I would set it down and I told her, I was like, text me, close my phone, nothing. I wasn't wearing my watch, nothing. Didn't pop up or anything like that. And then I charged my phone fully and the next morning they were working. And I was like, what? what yeah like it's so weird i mean even final release software isn't perfect i took a screenshot of something today and like i saw the thing you know when it minimizes like oh you screenshot it mm-hmm. and then i went to my library and it's not there i'm like what the heck mm-hmm. and then i had to do it again I'm like oh there it is no sometimes um what's yeah i mean you know it's buggy it is what it is i also am loving ios 13 though so i'm glad that i was able to to try it out 
Yeah. It's cool. Did you get like an email from them? Or? I don't know. You actually, for it? I think I had to apply for it. Yeah. But then I got an email sent to me that was like, you've been invited to the beta program. Download the profile on your phone and do the update and all that kind of stuff. And But then I was able to forward the email to Gabby and Gabby has it on her phone now too. No. You know what's funny about like beta stuff like software is that people for the most part like the casual audience sees that as just like a a way to get something new or like pre-release software i mean betas by and large are meant to receive feedback to the developers yeah and a lot of people don't oh it drives me crazy dude the whole point of you being in the beta program is to provide feedback and they have an app that they download when you download the beta that's the feedback app and you click into it and you can submit feedback as much as you want and something that i did submit feedback for they patched or they had another update this is the fifth update that they've done for the beta and they fixed it in the update and i was like cool they took my suggestion seriously not that i'm not, not that i probably think other I'm, users yeah, yeah not yeah. that i think i'm the only one that suggested it but it was just something that i was like okay this is something that i've noticed i've put provided feedback for mm-hmm. and then they fixed it yeah but i mean even with video games like if you're gonna do the beta at least go tell them what you think yeah what the whole point of the beta like i recorded footage of for like gears 4 of like i'm like dude this you have to broken. fix this yeah you have to fix this so. i remember i when we all did the beta for gears 4 i submitted several things of feedback i was like this is trash there's one game i didn't end up buying it but i opted into the like the alpha and they gave me like a questionnaire mm-hmm. you know thing and i i went to detail because they had like fill in response mm-hmm. boxes and i like told them like you know, you guys have a, a good foundation for what could be like a really solid game. Yeah. Just these are my thoughts. Yeah. You know, well, I don't know if they took it seriously, but yeah, I, it's, it's cool. If you're going to do that, like, you know, if you're going to have that option, yeah, at least take the feedback seriously. That's one thing that drove me crazy about gears four was they were like, we welcome your feedback. Go on, tell us what you think several people did and they didn't change anything that anybody talked about oh we're implementing changes well great did you fix the gun tuning well great did you fix the hitbox on the nasher did you fix the the sponginess of me point blank shooting somebody and it doing two percent damage yeah that these days i have like low tolerance for games that should be you know working properly and stuff so i'm like where this is like our it's not even the fourth entry into the series because of like spinoffs and stuff but like these are problems that have like plagued those games for, for a years. while and it's like it's still yeah when we played the five gears five the beta or the multiplayer test i played it that weekend and i was like more of the same this is the same thing yeah you guys are adding features you're adding you know all this customization or the the quick play where they have the class system now and they like they you've added all this stuff and you've completely ignored the problem with the last two games yeah i mean gears of war judgment was a hot pile of garbage and gears of war 4 was a medium pile of garbage it's all right the story was fine story was cool and i i mean again i felt that five was more fluid than any gal game i've ever played like movement switching weapons 
you know, the aiming system and, and jumping in it. Cause I mean, that, that was really what attracted me to gears of war. The entire, like when we first started playing Gao three was the way that you were able to move across the map and bounce and, and do all this kind of stuff. I'm like, this is what makes this game great. And then judgment in four. And it was clunky. Yeah. Like you can't have the movement system in a largely movement based game be clunky. Yeah, that, that's like your specialty. That's your one thing that you're letting go. I think this is a bare minimum for games. Is it has to feel right. Yeah, I'm not gonna play something that's like that's is weird and yeah. the mechanics of. Um, I, did you ever play Sekiro? Sekiro. Oh, I don't the know the sword game. Yeah, I've I've seen footage of it. Yeah, that's a very tight game. Very tight. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's super hard. Yeah. But um, very 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 tight controls and i liked the way that they did that game um i just not for you games like that i get so frustrated i just i end up yeah. it's that mentality of like when you're playing against a team and that team keeps kicking your butt so you're getting angrier and angrier and you're going after them again and again you just keep losing yeah it's like i need to get out of this lobby i don't think i'm ever gonna win because my anger is causing me to do things that are stupid well the thing with those games is that's the design choices that you will eventually learn yeah. Since it's at your own pace, you know? Yeah. You're not playing against 14-year-olds on yeah. another team or something like right. that. Right. But, I mean, my brother was like, dude, you got to get into it. You got to get into it, whatever. And I just was like, these games are just not for me, dude. I just, yeah. I get so angry and and I just don't want to, I don't want to have to play the same route 20 different times. That's a big genre, though. People are into Oh, that. dude, totally. The, the he, like... My brother swears by Dark Souls and by... Bloodborne. Bloodborne, Sekiro... Is that how you say? Sekiro? Yeah. Sekiro. Whatever. Sekiro. Sekiro. <laughs> definitely Sekiro. Whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a very niche market for sure. Niche? I wouldn't say it's like a very catered like kind of game and a lot of people eat it. Yeah. Well, I think you have to. It's one of the, like, it's the same along the same lines of you have to like it. Like yeah. you have to like that kind of game. Acquired taste. And yeah. I'm often surprised at like how popular they are. Oh, yeah, totally. But. Well, I, I, on, I mean, again, and this is back to my crazy theories of the internet, but um, I think a lot, like a large portion of why those games are so popular is the amount of React videos and the amount of like gameplay videos that people do yeah. where they just rage, screaming. Yeah, and... my brother. I mean, he swears, swears by this one YouTuber. I don't even know his name, but this dude plays sekiro and screams oh my gosh so angry yeah but then some of that's like played up for the camera of course of course i would say a lot of it a lot of it's played up for the camera but i think that that is in large you know large in part to to why those games are so popular what's the reason why reaction videos are huge huge and thriving huge and in my opinion i think reaction videos are probably the laziest form of content creation oh oh yeah no they have to be unboxing depends like if you're unboxing and then reviewing the product and you actually have something to say about it fine well i I think there's two ways you can go with unboxing it's just a raw unboxing here i'm taking out airpods out of a package that's it and then you have people that like unbox therapy my favorite you know they talk about you know product history maybe specifications that kind of thing so it's more than just you know that's what i mean though i mean if you have something to say about it if you legitimately have like for you if you were to do 
an unboxing video. I, I have. I, oh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> it's private. I don't look for it. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Um, if you were to do one, though, you would go to those depths. You would, you know, hey, look at, yeah, I'm taking it out of the box just so that you can see that it's brand new. But, like, I'm throwing the box away and I'm talking about the product. But I've seen videos oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. where some dude is like opening up my new AirPods and then unwraps the package and the video ends. I'm like, are you kidding me? What was the point of that? So that you can stunt and flex on everybody that you have new AirPods? Like, dude, they're not that expensive. Go out and buy some. Like, everyone thinking that they're the, you know, the cat's pajamas. That, that's what I'm saying, though, is with reaction videos is that, like, this is this is the setup. You record yourself, you play back the video, and then you can either have like a ridiculous reaction of screaming or you can have like a pretty normal kind of thing and they both will do equally well. Yeah. Well, not equal. The, obviously, the screaming one's going to do more, but like it's the same amount of effort. Well, what it feels to me, and I guess from being a like a, a person, because I've watched, there's this one dude specifically on YouTube that reacts to like drumming videos. And I've never watched a full video. I've never, I've just, the only reason I even know about it is because drummers that he's reacted to their videos have reposted his video on their feed. Yeah. But um, you are taking somebody else's hard work and somebody else's work. Content. And all you're doing is reacting to it. And it's like, but you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. It's crazy that reaction videos like fly under the radar of like copyright infringement because like or it gets put into fair use because as long as you're not directly re-uploading something and you're putting your commentary or take on it, then it's fine for you to do that and mm-hmm. make money and you know. And I feel that that's a weird market where, like, I'm just sitting at my desk and I'm recording a Pixar movie trailer and suddenly I can make money off of that. Yeah. Like, like that. it's like, but you're not. I that, I agree with you. Laziest form of content creation. Yeah. But also, it seems to me. Laziest and easiest. Easiest, but also it's, 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 it's to me, it just, it's messed up. Because, like, you're taking. You know, like, for instance, if someone makes video music or makes, you know, a drumming video and they make money off of that video and you make money off of just watching that video and then just having a camera on your face to show you watching the video. Because, I mean, literally, the drummer, the guy that reacts to the drumming videos, all he does is sit there and he goes, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this dude's crazy. And it's like, you're not, you're not doing anything. <laughs> No one wants to see your face, number one. But number two, do something. Why don't you get behind a drum set and try and do that? Yeah, there, there's only been one like person I've watched do reaction videos, and that's because his were just like a different ballpark. Like he just has like crazy energy, and and he would do it on stream. Like he he didn't make a YouTube channel specifically off reactions. He would live stream himself so it is like a live reaction to like you know his chat oh watch the new uh sonic trailer or whatever and he he does it live and and that's how he that's he has a, he had a big following because of that well but he's also giving his opinion right and i think live. that that's the difference like you're giving your opinion 
in a live setting where you're not, you know, like, let's say that you, I guess I just look at like the back end of things that no one sees. Like, I'm like, Oh, where does he cut that video? And where does he, how many times did he do that one take? Mm -hmm. Like how many times did he react to that specific way? Yeah. Like there's something different. I think there is just something different about being live, but I also think that anything live now is just immediately different Yeah. because we're in this world of like editing, stopping, you know, this, all this stuff. And if you're going to do something live, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm getting ready to do this. You know, I'm going to, you only get one, take. you only get one take, you know, like when people go live on Instagram to make announcements and things like that, like that to me is all right. I don't know. I'd be interested to, what do you think the next big content creation thing is going to be? I don't know, man. React stuff has been the thing for like a few years now. I think really, the, I, now that you say that the only react video I ever actually enjoyed was the various people reacting to the song I'm Not Racist by Joyner Lucas. Oh, okay. Because that song, when that song came out, that was such a, very, like a, like the video, I mean, it has a white dude in the video mouthing the N-word, but it's, you know, it's Joyner Lucas saying it, but that you know, was so crazy. Like I was watching. It was like a hot topic. It was a hot topic. But then you're also watching like what I got a real big kick out of it was watching like kids and their parents sit down and watching these videos together. And you could see that um, like it was this, uh, you know, the son and and his mom and they were watching the video and, and the mom was like, you know, I just at the first part of the video when the white dude's rapping or the second part of the video or whatever. And she was like, I can't believe that he's saying that because she didn't make the connection that it was like Joyner Lucas that was rapping. And so then at the end of the video, her son was like, no, listen, mom, like it's the one rapper. He filmed this video from the perspective of two people. And that's where the song is supposed to come from. Yeah. And, um, but that also to me, that reaction was more of like a, there's a purpose for that because this song was a, you know, it was a, a legitimate song. It's not, someone reacting to a cat farting and it's like (laughs) oh my gosh that was hilarious like no you're not providing anything you're not you know you're fluff you're internet fluff right i don't know well well it's about that time about that time to uh wrap it up make like a tree and leaf wow make like a paper towel and roll how many of these do you have a lot make like tom and cruise Make like a shepherd and get the flock out of here. <laughs> make like a hockey player. Uh, make like a hockey player and get the puck out of here. I don't know how much I can endure of this. Make like a prom dress and take off. Yeah, I'm definitely stopping this recording. <laughs> <laughs>